This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. The NDP and liberal arrangement. They're not calling it a coalition. Uh, it's being called a confidence and supply agreement, which is different. Um, essentially, the way that it works is the NDP uh, will support the liberal government on votes of confidence. Um, and any other issues that the in exchange for certain NDP-specific issues, we're hearing about pharmacare, dental care, and housing was also mentioned by Jagmeet Singh. But um, there's a lot of text. How is this democratic? Well, this is actually the definition of democracy. Uh, it, this, this happens in a lot of other places. It's happened in several Canadian provinces. In a parliamentary system, this is quite often how it works. Now, I understand people aren't happy about it, but to say it's undemocratic or it's illegal, no, no. <laughs> I mean, this is, it's, it's fair. It, it's within the system. And in fact, as I say, it's pretty common. So let's get some details on how these arrangements come about, where we've seen them before and what they might mean. We're going to chat quickly with Lori Williams. Um, Lori is an associate professor and student advisor in the Department of Economics, Justice and Policy Studies at Mount Royal. Lori, thanks so much for joining us. Appreciate your time. Well, pleasure to be with you, Shane. Yeah, I'm just taking a look at the text line, and a lot of people saying this is undemocratic, we didn't vote for this. This is literally the definition of parliamentary democracy, right? Well, absolutely, uh, and it's relatively rare in, in Canada, but formal co- coalitions exist in parliamentary systems all the time elsewhere. Uh, and as your your uh, newscast pointed out, this has happened as recently as 2017 in British Columbia, yep. back in 1972 with uh, Justin Trudeau's dad, Pierre Trudeau. Um, so not unheard of. Um, I think probably for most people what this signals for those who like minority governments, who like the idea of being able to hold government more directly accountable between elections, um, that possibility looks like it's been been sort of shut down mm-hmm. until 2025. And I understand that that's something that people would be, be concerned about. But it's not like the NDP can't decide to vote against the Liberals on other matters or challenge them or pressure them or oppose them in the House as they've done in the past. That's the uh, question, Lori. Like when you're talking about a supply and confidence agreement versus a coalition, you know, according to Trudeau, this is about confidence votes, money bills. Other than that, everything remains the same: committees, parliamentary oversight, all that stuff. So, in terms of how this works, I mean, it's not like they're in lockstep on all issues, is it? No, they aren't. There will be opposition coming from the NDP, but um, it's important that you mention committee because that could be one of the differences. Um, so right now, in a minority government, um, the opposition parties uh, collectively can't, because every, every opposition party has to vote in favour, they can call uh, government officials, including ministers, force them to come and, and testify before committees. Um, and if the NDP works more closely with, with the Liberal government, that might be something that is, is harder to do. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com system, all lowercase, 
to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. So that, that accountability uh, dimension that is within committee could be restricted. Well, I'm not sure how many Canadians pay attention to what goes on in committee. There are lots of times when all they're doing is sort of making making points <clears throat> points by by attacking ministers and not really trying to get information. Nevertheless, uh, that element of, of accountability could be diminished. Um, now, in terms of how binding is this, could the Liberals say, you know what, we're tired of this now, next month? Or could the NDP say, you know what, it's not working out for us six months from now and walk away from this deal? I mean, yep. there's nothing in, in contract law or anything saying, hey, we're, we're bound together until 2025. Well, I mean, it's an agreement. This isn't, it's, it's more politics than, than law, I would say. And so there is the possibility that that agreement uh, could be walked away from by either side. So if Justin Trudeau decided he wanted an early election because he saw an opportunity, that's still a possibility. But having said that, I think, you know, at least between now and September, the Conservatives have to be a little bit, breathing, breathing a little bit easier simply because they don't have to worry about a, an election being called in. Yeah. During a leadership race, um, but yeah, it's 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 it is formal in the sense that there's a an official agreement in place. But you know, political events could change, and that that uh, arrangement could change. Leaders could change. All kinds of things could could uh, cause both parties to rethink the agreement. Um, you mentioned the Conservatives, and I'm just wondering, they're in the middle of a leadership race, and I think the thought was they'd probably be leading the party into an election in 2023. Uh, now they're being told 2025. Does it change how some of these potential leaders or people who are thinking about jumping in are feeling about things? Well, it could, be, it could change how voters are thinking about things as well. I mean, as we all know, Pierre Poitiev is, has been saying that he's running to be the um, the Prime Minister of Canada, and and that becomes you know a sort of a longer term uh, thing with with uh, a guarantee, well, or at least a, a commitment to to retain this this agreement until 2025. For Jean Charest, um, you know, he, he might be looking looked at as a a less appealing alternative simply because he has no chance of becoming Prime Minister until he's later in his 60s and ages, and obviously as a a factor in these matters. Um, it does, I think, change the dynamics and the way people might look at the, the leaders. Who's going to be the most effective for the next three years is what people are looking at, particularly since they, the Conservatives have had two leaders in the last five years. I think uh, that might change the calculation in terms of, of who, pe- who the, the rank and file want to support for leaders. Interesting times. Laurie, thank you so much for walking us through it. I appreciate it. Well, thank you, Shane.